Hi there, I'm Dilma Paini, and you are listening to the English Sub School podcast, Information and Transformation. Hello, hello, dear friends. I'm Mosena for the English Sub School podcast, Lesson 7, can you believe it, for Monday, February 12th. Today's title, Creating Me a Clean Heart. I love this song. Fantastic, isn't it? But first, shall we pray? Oh, Father, we are so grateful for the many blessings, so grateful for the gift of love that you have poured down on us for the weekend and the opportunity today for, for us to have a renewed heart. Change our heart, oh, Father. Give us a heart of flesh that is open to receive your spirit. Guide us as the psalmist prayed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hello, Leroy. Welcome back. Yes, okay, my friends. Rise and shine, as Leroy is telling us, all right? Open our Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 51, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, the New International Version, but please feel free to use any translation that you prefer. The question that we have is the following. Why does the psalmist appeal to God's mercy? So, Psalm 51, 1 through 5. For the director of music, a psalm of David. When the prophet Nathan came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely, I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yeah, so why does the psalmist appeal to God's mercy? The introduction gave it all away, right? King David pours out his heart before the Lord, asking for the forgiveness of sin during the spiritually darkest moments in his life. 2 Samuel 12, forgiveness is God's extraordinary gift of grace, the result of the multitude of your tender mercies. King David appeals to God to deal with him, not in accordance with what his sin deserves, mm -mm, but in accordance with his divine character, namely his mercy, faithfulness, and compassion. How is forgiveness of sin portrayed here? What is the goal of divine forgiveness? So let us open our books to the, uh, our books. <laughs> okay, students, open our books, open our Bibles to Psalm 51, 6 through 19. Forgive me if Dickens is barking, it's because the neighborhood dogs are barking as well, and they are in, in open communication. Sorry about that. So I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, so that sinners will turn back to you. 
Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You, who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken heart, a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. So how is forgiveness of sin portrayed here? What is the goal of divine forgiveness? It's not to crush us, but to heal us. Isn't it amazing the God we serve? Divine forgiveness involves more than a legal proclamation of innocence. It produces a profound change that reaches the most inner part of human self. It brings about a new creation. The Hebrew verb bara, translated create, depicts divine creative power. Only God can bara. Only God can produce a radical and lasting change in the repentant person's heart. David asks for cleansing with hyssop. He feels that his guilt keeps him banned from the Lord's presence, in the same way as the leper is banned from the community, while the state of uncleanness lasts. But he fears, he fears that sacrifices cannot restore him fully, because there was no sacrifice that could atone for his premeditated sins of adultery and murder. Only unconditional divine grace could accept David's broken and contrite heart as a sacrifice and restore David back into harmony with God. By asking for cleansing with hyssop, he wants to return to God's presence. Oh, praise the Lord for that. Creating me a clean heart, O oh Lord. And in, in Dickens, Dickens' heart too. Uh, the final question is, if God can forgive David for adultery, deception and murder, what hope exists for you? This is a very good question, isn't it? Well, my friends, this is lesson uh, six, no, lesson seven for Monday, February 12th. For more information, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram, Believes Unesp. Tell your friends about our podcast, available on any podcast platform. Pretty please rate us with five stars so that more people may discover us. Rate us with five stars so that more people. And thank you for listening, for sharing, and for praying with us and for us. Have you all a wonderful day. And for many of you in Brazil, it's a kind of a long, long weekend holiday with four or five days off. So enjoy your time off, but get closer to the Lord. And if you have to work, rise and shine, because the Lord is good. Amen.